Shield. Rhino Shield is the only international architectural ceramic coating that gives residential and commercial owners peace of mind. Along with our 25-year warranty, our ceramic coating reflects the ultraviolet rays we experience here in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama, keeping your home cooler with less strain on your air conditioner. And it's more affordable than you think. So give us a call for your free estimate, 504-407-2222, or visit rhinoshieldmidsouth.com. Call now, and you can get the guaranteed protection of Rhino Shield for 20% off the regular price, 407-2222, or visit rhinoshieldmidsouth.com. Don't paint, don't rhino, go Rhino Shield. Never paint your house again, Rhino Shield. Cumulus New Orleans has an immediate opening for a radio and digital account executive. Excellent earning potential, incredible benefits, and wonderful working conditions. Outside sales experience preferred. To apply, go to Cumulus.com and click on Work Here. That's Cumulus.com. Join the winning team today at Cumulus Media New Orleans and change your life for the better. Radio and digital marketing is a high-energy, fun, and exciting career. Apply at Cumulus.com, an equal opportunity employer. Broadcasting from the Dudley DeBosier Studios. Anytime, anywhere, smartphone, tune in radio app, we are WRKN. 1061 Nash Icon, Picayune, New Orleans. The second hour begins. It's the Three Tailgater Show on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and at CrescentCitySports.com. Be a part of the show. Call 504 260 1061. Back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. Second hour begins here of the Three Tailgaters Show on Nash Icon 1061 FM and Nash FM 1061.com. Again, if you'd like to join in the conversation, it's 504 260 1061 to join in the conversation. And Ed, your uh, Friday night fastball cohort, Mr. Sherman, is up here in the press box right now. And, you know, is he? Said, he said to give you. Give you just let you know that he's, he's willing to carry you on any show, anytime you need help with, with any other sport like basketball, football. Um, if he football. wants to carry me, he better, he better work out. That's all I can say if he wants to carry me. Well, he, he, better, get, he, he better get bigger. He assures me that he would, he, would, he would lend tremendous knowledge and would really improve your ratings if you allowed him to come on and speak about these other entities on a regular basis. And, and he, by the way, he said he's affordable. You know, he'd do it for like 500 an episode. It's no problem. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what? I'll tell him I'll work on it. Tell him I'm going to bring him some sweatshirts today, okay? And I'm You're going to bring him some sweatshirts today. Okay. W- WGNO Baseball Classic sweatshirts. I'm going to bring them, and I'm going to drop them off to Tyler today okay. as soon as I'm done at Tulane. Well, you'll, and you'll drop them off. The game. All right, so you'll drop them off to Tyler, and you'll make sure that Joe doesn't get them. That's fine. So yeah, no worries sure whatsoever. It's all good. Yeah. All right. Well, no, look, in all sincerity, real good stuff with Region 23 with Delgado and Nunez. 1 p.m., a couple of seven-inning games, first games in Region 23. Dolphins are 22-4. and four. They've won eight in a row. Nunez is 20-15, and 15, and Glenn Powell has done a really nice job in building that program from scratch. So look forward to bringing that to you on DelgadoAthletics.com coming up in just a little bit. All right, Ed, so where the Saints are concerned, what we have looked at for the past week and a half after the big deal. I mean, the big deals were clearly Derek Carr and Jamal Williams. Everything else has been what I call supplemental, right? It's been window dressing a little bit, but more than that, it's been supplemental. What I mean by that is it's been enhancing depth 
We're not talking about any bombastic moves or any dynamic players that have been added since the two defensive tackles, since Jamal Williams and since Derek Carr. These others that we've seen added have been all about just adding depth, uh, much of it from the standpoint of you know, backup players at positions and some of it related to special teams. You know, I like what the Saints have done. Thus far. I do too. I, I like. I, I was going to get to that general thought, but I agree with you. But proceed. Go ahead. You know, I just, I just look at look at what they've done. They, I think they got two good defensive tackles, and I think the guy from Kansas City has a lot of upside. Don't you? I do. So, I think they got two defensive tackles, and they're paying less for them, which which is always important. They got Derek Carr, and it automatically makes their offseason better. It does. Um, I like Jamal Williams a lot. I think he's the perfect insurance for Alvin Kamara. But I still think in the first three picks, they're going to draft a running back. So I like that that part of it as well. Um, and, um, you know, and I think they're starting to – they're getting out of cap jail. So – I think that things – they went through a little bit of a transition period, but I think things are improving. And, um, and I, I can't – I think that the Saints have followed, Kenny, their plan that they followed over the last six or seven years. Mm-hmm. And I think it's been pretty successful. And uh, it wasn't last year, but, again, I think there were some extenuating circumstances there. And, look – it may not sound like a lot, but getting Jameis Winston back as a backup, you've, you've got a guy who's proven he can play in this league if something happens to Derek Carr. So are the Saints a better team than they were after they lost to Carolina at the, at the Superdome in January? I think without a doubt, even though they lost on Yamada, they lost Shy Tuttle, and they lost Davenport. You know, some of those guys they just had to move on from. And... They weren't going to pay Onyemata what Atlanta paid him. No chance. Nor uh, should they. Nor should they have, in my opinion. Nor, nor, sh- nor should they. Nor should they. And look, Shepard, I think, is a, a solid player. The guy from Kansas City is pretty good. Jamal Williams, I think, for the type of back the year he had, over 1,000 yards and 17 touchdowns, to get him for the price they got him, frankly, I thought was a steal. Well, the other part of that is he and Kamara came into the league the same year. Kamara in the third round, Williams in the fourth round. Different types of players. Kamara's clearly a much better receiver and, and, and a more well-rounded all-around yeah, back. But, but He's probably not going to be there. Well, Kamara has 1,135 carries. Williams has 915. So the tread Correct. off the tire, not to mention the receptions. The hits that Kamara has taken have been uh, clearly more substantial. So tread off the tire. And look, we're talking about running backs. And I think the best example of how they hit the wall, and I'm not suggesting that Alvin Kamara's hit the wall. Please don't mistake what I'm saying. But when it happens with running backs, it tends to happen quickly and decisively in terms of the change in their careers. And I guess the best example of what I was getting at would be Zeke Elliott. Ed? I mean, just a couple years ago, Zeke Elliott was looked at as the best pure runner as a running back in the NFL. And the Cowboys gave him a big deal. A couple years later, Zeke Elliott wasn't even their best running back. And now Zeke Elliott is gone from the Cowboys and looking for another job. But that's 
the plight yeah. of running backs. Mark Ingram sustained it for a long time. But then you could see a slight regression, then the injury set in, and then you saw you know, that clearly last year he was not the same player. So that's the, the, tale of the tale of the tape when it comes to running backs. Therefore, I am absolutely in agreement with you that they have to address the position, again, likely through the draft, to supplement what they have in Jamal Williams because you absolutely need somebody else. And clearly what they need is a guy that can be a change of pace. Williams is a tough dude. He's going to run for tough yards. You need that guy, the second and third down back, the change of pace guy, uh, that can make a difference in my estimation. And Sean Payton did that in Denver. He went and got Samaji Piran. Samaji Piran is a big loss to the Bengals, in my mind, because Piran is the perfect second and third down back. He's a pretty good pass protector, seeing the Bengals play a lot. Uh, he's a solid running back, but he's a very good receiver out of the backfield. I think that's a really good move by Peyton. More on him in a moment, but I think that's kind of what you're looking at. And, of course, everyone, and I mean everyone, where the Saints are concerned, are going to point to Tajay Spears and say, boy, that wouldn't that be nice? Yes, it would be nice. Uh, is it a possibility? Yes. Uh, will it happen? I can't say that. If they got pick what seventy one in the third round, so mm -hmm. that's a fairly mm -hmm. early third round pick. Mm -hmm. Is he worth a pick at that level if he's still there on the board? Mm -hmm. I think he is. It's an interesting yeah. thought process. But as we said before, you know the Saints make deals all the time and trade up when it comes to draft picks, and so therefore you can't just say, well, seventy one's the pick. They've got twenty nine overall, forty overall in the second round, 71 in the third round, and then 115 in the fourth round as well. And then they got a supplemental pick to go along with the other picks uh, that they've got later in the draft, two fifth-round picks and a, and a couple of seventh-round picks. So, you know, the compensatory selection in the seventh round added. So as a result, yeah, I think they'll add a running back. Is Spears out of the question? Is one of our listeners has emailed me just now? No, he's not out of the question. I think, I think it's possible. They were at... Dennis Allen, Mickey Loomis were at Tulane Pro Day last week. They, they talked to Willie Fritz. They obviously have seen the young man several times. You know, the NFL analysis on him, when you look at all the scouting services, they all want to bring up the knee injury. And I get it, but that was a couple years back. And he put it on the field consistently this past year with no issues. So, to me, I don't want to say it's a non-issue, but I'd say it's a minor issue. Well, I think he's one of the... Uh one of the safer picks in the draft because of who he is as a person. Uh, as Coach uh, has mentioned here at Tulane before as an honor student, uh, I think he's a super young man and uh, have nothing but respect for him. And he's got something that, that you, you cannot coach, and that's the ability to make people miss and then shift into a higher gear. I mean, his ability to do that pretty quickly is awesome. And you look what he did over those last five or six games in the biggest games of the year. I think of the last five games, he had over 800 yards rushing. He was an unstoppable force. He was unbelievable. You know, to me, Kenny, a couple of things about the running backs. I think it's extremely interesting that Dallas loses Tony Pollard to a major knee injury and still releases Ezekiel Elliott. Yes. That, yeah, that I... to me is, you know, that to me is amazing. Number two. What happens in the first day of the draft? I think the Saints are going to take a defensive lineman in the first round. I think so, right. too, at this point. I, I, I right. agree with you. 
But but what happens, a guy like Jameer Gibbs, who's rated in the 30s, and the Saints have the 40th pick, I believe, in the draft in the second round, that they try to sneak up and get up earlier and get him, much like they did with Mark Ingram uh, in 2011. Now, I know Mark Ingram was a late first-round pick, but maybe the Saints try to climb up early in the second round and get a Jameer Gibbs, a guy I think they have their eyes on. Well, he's a good player. We've talked about him frequently. You know, the Zeke Elliott thing's interesting because, uh, you know, the Bengals are extremely interested in him and trying to replace Pirine. But would he be a really good fit there? You got Joe Mixon, who's a primary ball carrier, and, and Elliott is more of a rusher than he is a receiver. Now, he's had good receiving seasons. But last year, only 17 catches. So I find that to be a little bit interesting, too. Uh, we'll talk about the Saints, uh, talk about the Broncos and Sean Payton and the interesting moves he's made that have ties to the Saints coming up. But to your calls now, 504-260-1061. Kurt's in New Orleans. Kurt, good morning. Welcome to the 3 Tailgater Show. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Good morning. Good morning. I was, morning. I was um, hey, Red, I was thinking, you know, I was looking at Kareem Hunt, you know, and couple years back, he made a heck of a one-two punch with Chubb. Not so much last year. Um, I know he's not a choir boy. Um, but his youth, is it seemed like his youth was still there. Not quite sure why he didn't have a really solid year last year. But if it doesn't work, I mean, I'd rather see Spears. I'd rather see a younger guy than him even. But if it doesn't work out, is that a possibility you think would a fit? Um, it seems because Hunt, I mean, Hunt, Hunt, I mean, you know how talented he was with Reed and, and even with Chubb a, a year or so ago. Um, I don't know. No one's really talking about that, but I kind of thought it was interesting. Possibly. Well, I mean, when, when, I, when I look at Kareem Hunt, you know, in 2019, missed half the season hurt. 2021, missed half the season hurt. You yeah. know, last year, only rushed for 468 yards. You know, yeah. caught 35 passes, but for only 210 yards. Kareem Hunt yeah. came onto the scene in the NFL and it was a bulldozer. And that rookie season, he led the league in rushing with Kansas City with 1,327 yeah. yards, and, but then dropped off by over 500 yards in his second year. And then he, they let him go to, to Cleveland. They traded him, so, which tells yeah. me something there. So they, there's yeah. been a precipitous drop-off uh, from mm-hmm. his early years in the league, so I would be a little bit wary of that. Ed? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that the path that the Saints are going to go in in the draft, Kurt, is a running back pretty early. I, I don't think I don't think in the first round, but I think they're right. going to go a running back pretty early in the first two days, okay? And then they're going yeah. to sign at least one or two free agent running backs who are street free agents, hoping they can land yeah. another yeah. Pierre Thomas kind of guy. I was looking last night at the Chiefs rookie class from last year, and I just didn't realize, man, up to 10 of them contributed so much last year to this run, including McDuffie and Calaparis, I believe, on the D-line at the edge that uh, played significantly besides, you know, um, Pancheco, who, who contributed a bunch as an RB, guy more a little bit. If we could just hit on two or three guys, man, in this draft right here to go along with all these acquisitions we've made with Carr and, and, and Williams, and, if you know, of course, you know, um, you know Thomas needs to stay healthy, but... I mean, man, I mean, the amount of rookies that contributed to Reed's team last year was just phenomenal, huh? I mean, phenomenal. I mean, big, 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 you know, contributions, I felt, you know. Um, well, talent evaluation is the biggest part of any NFL you know, organization. I mean, it really is. 
It always has been. It always will be. And Ed and I have talked about this, but you know, if the left tackle that the Saints drafted last year, Trevor Penning, if he pans out, then yeah. the Saints are going to look really, really good and really, really smart because yeah. of the uh, Chris Olave and Alante Taylor. I mean, if you get two two guys out of a draft that that start for you and yeah. are solid to good players, you've done well. If you get yeah. three like that out of a draft, you've done exceptionally well. And I think that's kind of what the Saints are looking at with Penning and looking at this year with the draft picks they have. And they've got a yeah. plethora of them lined up. They have a chance yeah. to make a real splash when you got the 29th, the 40th, and the 71st pick overall. Ed? Kurt, I think it's pretty interesting that I, a year ago I heard that the Saints, not even a year ago, the Saints gave away Gardner Johnson, right? <laughs> I did, what, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, what did the Eagles do? Did they re-sign him? No, no, they didn't. No. He, he signed a one-year deal for $8 million with the with the Lions. And this right. is a guy who had six interceptions last year, which is one more than he had in his three previous seasons in the NFL. Wow. But that's wow. all I heard. That's all I heard was the Saints were ignoramuses for yeah. basically giving this guy away. I think, I think yeah. eight months later, we yeah. might have a little bit of a different take on that. But there was problems within. It had to be, I think, the way we had to, you know, kind of let him go. It was, I don't, you know, people argue that Sean, on Sean Payton's team, he wouldn't have been let go. He'd have rode the bench. Whatever attitude you got, you're going to figure out on the bench. Well, you know, but, but I think I think there's a financial piece to this thing, Kurt, too. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. The Saints yeah. were not going to pay him. All right? right? And I think that was a big part of it. The Saints were not going to pay him. And guess what? Yeah. The Eagles yeah. chose not to pay him either. That's exactly what I was about to say that. What happened in Philadelphia now, he wasn't... Had numbers. He had well, he had numbers, but, but what happened in Philadelphia was he was a good enough player, but it was the same issue. He wanted a lot of money, and the oh, yeah. Eagles, yeah. Eagles just weren't going to pay that. They felt like they had options. They brought Darius Lay back. Uh, they felt like they had players that could play, just what the Saints felt like. Whether And as we say all the time, and I, again, it's not a cop-out. It is a fact. You really can't evaluate. Everybody wants to pass judgment immediately on a draft, yeah. on an acquisition, on a player that you didn't bring back, but you really don't know for a couple of years down the road. And with Gardner Johnson, Edge Wright, the automatic reaction was everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people some in the fan world and a lot of people in our business uh, were like, oh, the Saints are stupid. That was a horrendous move. Everything yeah. else. All I said from a negative perspective was I wished they'd have gotten a little bit better value in the right. deal. That was right. my take. Not so much that they couldn't live without the player. I think they right. proved they can. So yeah. that was my only question about it was the value they got in return but you don't know for two or three years down the road case in point with the saints we saw what the decision was about trey hendrickson and as i had mike triple on the show this week and he talked about it too and among others i've had on that the saints looked at hendrickson and said it was a one-off it was a one-year deal didn't know if it was sustainable and they had to either pay him or marcus williams well and they had marcus davenport so they paid williams they had Davenport, and they were banking on him, and they had let Hendrickson walk. Well, we've seen the results. Hendrickson has sustained that level of play. He's been outstanding uh, at Cincinnati. Oh. Davenport, for lack of a better you know, description, crapped out here. And then Marcus Williams was gone after one more year. 
So in yeah. retrospect, we can look at that decision now and say they made the wrong decision. But again, <laughs> at the time, the thinking was, well, you've got Davenport, and you can't pay him and Williams, and Williams is a valuable player, which he was. But down the road, it didn't pan out. Well, the same thing is true here. What happens with Gardner-Johnson two or three years down the road? Well, he's on his second team removed from the Saints yeah. now, so it's pretty interesting, yeah. and we'll see. But the same thing is true of Derek Carr. Everybody wants yeah. to pass judgment either. I've heard some that have been unbelievably positive, over-the-top positive mm. about it, and a few that have been negative, mainly about, oh, they paid this guy too much. I don't necessarily think that's true. I no. think you will find out, A, whether it was a good move on the field in two years, and B, whether or not they paid him correctly or not in two years. Because C, the quarterback market pay is going to go up exponentially here in the next year or two. And I'm not just talking yeah. about for Joe Burrow, and I'm not just talking about for Lamar Jackson, and I'm not just talking about for Justin Herbert. I'm talking no. about for guys in the middle, kind of like yeah. Carr. I watch yeah. and see what quarterbacks are going to get paid. That's all I would caution anybody to do before passing immediate judgment. We're all asked to react to these things when they happen, and we do. But ultimately, to be responsible, you have to give some slack to everyone involved and say, we'll see. Let's see what transpires. It might look like a good move. It might not. But let's see. Let's give it a chance and see what happens within two years or so. Ed? I mean, yeah, look, I, 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 I agree. You know, and, and one of the things about Marcus Davenport is one of the reasons they weren't going to let Marcus Davenport go is because they invested two first-round picks in him. Right. Yeah. They weren't going to yeah. let him go. All right? Yeah. They weren't going to yeah. let him go. They were going to choose Hendrickson because they had invested so much in Marcus Davenport. And you know mm. what? It didn't work mm. out. But that's the way it goes. You know, to yeah. me, when you're talking about either the draft, trades, talent acquisition, anything, if you're an organization in the NFL and you're batting 500, I think you're pretty good. Hey, I really did, y'all, did y'all hear Did y'all hear recently that uh, Peyton, Sean had uh, snickered or kind of made a joke that uh, Russell had called Breeze a couple of times asking about his offense? I'm going to tell me he kind of, you know, made a, uh, I don't know, a joke about it. Not a joke about it, but just kind of winced on it and kind of mentioned it, that uh, Russell's kind of, I mean, I think they live near each other in the offseason and all of that in, in California. Yeah, various re- various, uh, various reports that Breeze and Wilson have talked quite a bit, yeah. a lot, yeah. before yeah. before and after the, you know, the, the Sean Payton situations uh, emerged in Denver. So, yeah, I mean, they, yeah. they, they have mutual respect for each other. They're friends, and they're yeah. similar in stature to a degree. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, of course I've seen that, yes. That makes sense. I mean, it makes sense. I think he's conscientious. He wants to do well. I just hope mm-hmm. we do very well as well. You know, I'm rooting for him, but I'm rooting for us as well. Like anybody yeah. else. Thank you all, guys. Appreciate you all. Thank you. Okay, you day. got it. Yes, sir. All right, 504-260-1061. He brought up Coach Payton, Ed, and, of course, it's pretty interesting to see coaches are always tuned into and always, you know, a bit slanted toward people they know. Sean Payton has a coaching staff that has a whole bunch of ties to the Saints and to the New Orleans area. Sean Payton has also brought in players with deep ties. Lil Jordan Humphrey, he brought in. Marquez Calloway, he brought in. Now Tony Jones Jr. that he's brought in. And people are reacting to this, some laughing, some negative, some positive. And again, uh, these are not world beaters. These are not guys that are going to make or break your franchise. These are guys that, in the estimation of Peyton, thinks can contribute to their team. And I don't think he's wrong 
As some people have said, I just think that he, he feels like there's familiarity. Sean Payton doesn't think Lil Jordan Humphrey is going to be his top receiver or even Marquez Callaway. I just think he thinks that these are guys that could make his team and be contributors. And you why know, not? Tony, yeah, why not? What, what's the issue there? Well, I, I think the best thing he did, Kenny, was sign Mike McGlinchey. Mike McGlinchey's good. Yeah, I, I think that's the best thing he did. And look, he's going to improve their offensive line. They're going to run the ball more. And it's pretty, yeah, me, pretty, me, uh, pretty obvious that he's going to throw the ball to the running backs, something that he did a lot in New Orleans, and he's going to use P. Ryan in a, in, a, in a role that he can be very good in. All right? And you know what? Look, teams that throw the ball to the running backs and have success doing that have a lot of success in the NFL on offense. You turn the ball over less, and if you get the ball in space with a talented player who can make people miss, <coughs> and you don't have to throw down the middle of the field to do it, you're probably going to turn the ball over a lot less. So I don't, I don't have any problem with, with, with what he's done. You know, he won't ask me, and I, I don't really, whatever. I mean, you know, good luck to him. But I'm, I'm more concerned about what's going on down here, whatever. Yes, of course. Interesting, I wrote the story earlier this week. You know, the, the people that establish – Odds and morning lines for a living, they, they do it for a reason because they, by and large, know what they're doing. And what's the old saying? The house wins. So always pay attention. That's not always true. Sometimes the house doesn't win. But it's pretty interesting when I, you know, was get this to cross my email earlier this week. I wrote a story about it. Sportsbetting.ag, the Sportsbook Futures site, listed their NFL Coach of the Year favorites For 2023. I don't know if you saw it or not, but do you know who their favorite is for Coach of the Year in the NFL in 2023? Go ahead. You just talked about him, Sean Payton. Seven to one odds for Coach of the Year. Now, what does that mean? Coach of the Year typically goes to somebody that took over a team that was a losing team and, and all of a sudden turned them into a winner. That's typically what happens. Occasionally, Coach of the Year will be a coach that had it, you know, an elite season, you know, like fifteen and two or fourteen and three, or you know, went to the Super Bowl or whatever. But a lot of the time, it's about a, a coach that that takes a team that had a losing record and turns him into a winner. Sportsbetting.ag has Sean Payton as the Coach of the Year favorite at seven to one. The second choice is Matt Eberflus at ten to one. Interesting. Because the Bears have been obviously way down. Made a lot of moves. Some people have been very complimentary of what they've done. But then, how about the third choice, Ed, for Coach of the Year, according to sportsbetting.ag? You want me to hit you with that? What's that? Dennis Allen? Dennis Allen and Dan Campbell tied (laughs) at 12 to to 1 odds. Dennis Allen... And Dan Campbell are tied at 12 to 1 odds, third favorite for NFL Coach of the Year this year. So that's a legitimate betting service. And they're telling you that they think the New Orleans Saints are going to win and that they're probably going to win their division. Coincidentally, do you know who the longest shot is for Coach of the Year honors? It it ties into the Saints, of course. No, it ties into the Saints, not Andy Reid. Todd Bowles, 75 to 1. Yeah, well, because you know, Tampa Kenny, Bay's tearing it down. Eight Kenny, coaches that they've changed, players changing yeah. left and right. Yeah, here's the thing, Kenny. 
look at all of those guys that you yeah. just mentioned as possible coach of the year candidates. Yes. What do they have? Veteran quarterbacks. Yes, okay? they do. Anybody who drafts a rookie and plays that rookie as a quarterback next year, you can just about eliminate them. And if you can go through the recent number one picks from Trevor Lawrence to uh, Justin Fields to all of these guys, their first year is extremely rocky, and it's not easy. So any of those guys that you're talking about as possible Coach of the Year candidates, if, they have, if, they have, if they're starting a rookie quarterback, you can forget about it. And look, I, I think the Saints are going to be better. They're better, and their division is worse. Who is Atlanta's quarterback? Is it Desmond Ritter or Taylor Heineke? Or Lamar Jackson. Now or you Lamar get, Jackson. Now you now, get the reports that Jackson is willing uh, and right. open to playing elsewhere, which we have not heard previously. Right. So if that happens, well, that changes everything. But yes. if he doesn't come to the Falcons, you've got – Taylor Heineke or Desmond Ritter, right? Derek Carr, Baker Mayfield, and the first pick in the draft for Carolina, whether it's Young or C.J. Stroud as your quarterbacks. Who's better in that league? Well, that goes without saying. Now, I like, I like Stroud and I like Young. So that will definitely, in my mind, and again, as I said before, you won't know for a couple years down the road, but at least – just based on what I've seen and opinion, I think either one of those guys would be a good player well, for Carolina. Look, I know what I know. Nick Saban is the coach in Alabama, and he's going to promote his guy. And yes. I get it. But one of the things he said, I happened to be clicking through late last night when I got home late last night, right. clicking through an interview on, on the NFL Network. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that Nick Saban said was decision-making, processing, accuracy. Bryce Young is elite. And to me, that is a big prerequisite to being a successful quarterback in the NFL. Well, that points points to Drew Brees. And by comparison, C.J. Stroud, analysts are all saying he throws the best ball and he's, he's got the physical ability, he's got the stature. Bryce Young doesn't have the physical overall arm strength that Stroud has, and he doesn't have the size, but he has everything you just mentioned. So it becomes a really interesting decision from that perspective. I don't think Levis is in that conversation. I don't think Richards is in that conversation. I do think both will be first-round picks, but I think the discussion for the number one pick is clearly all about Stroud and Young. I do too. 504-260-1061 is the number to call if you'd like to join in the conversation. Which will continue in just a moment. The New Orleans Pelicans, biggest road trip of the year, starts this evening. We'll talk about that with more of your calls. Again, 504-260-1061. If you'd like to join us, we'd love to hear from you as we continue in just a moment with more of the Three Tailgaters show. Ken and Ed here on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon. We're on the web at NashFM1061.com. When the final horn blows at the All-State Sugar Bowl, the action is just beginning as another jam-packed year of Sugar Bowl activity lies just ahead. With over 55 annual events, including all Louisiana high school state championships, the Sugar Bowl support of amateur athletics adds up to big fun and big dollars for our economy. From the Crescent City Classic to lacrosse, sailing, basketball, and more, the Sugar Bowl has something for most everyone. For more on the great things the Sugar Bowl is doing, log on to AllStateSugarBowl.org. Sponsored by Allstate, Taco Bell, and Dr. Pepper. 
With over 15 acres of cars and trucks at the Lamarck Automotive Complex, there must be a reason. Buying a new car shouldn't be complicated. That's why our expert staff is here to help. I've been selling new Ford cars and trucks since 1970. It's over 50 years. Wow, there must be a reason. With your lifestyle and budget in mind, our finance team works hard to be the best in the business. Only at Lamarck Ford, at the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. Hey, sports fans, this is Louisiana State Treasurer John Schroeder. Teamwork is critical to success. This is why my team at Unclaimed Property wants to return your cash to you. Right now, there are over $1 billion that belong to Louisiana citizens. Unclaimed property is lost or forgotten money from bank accounts, stocks, bonds, wages, insurance, and investment payouts never received. But don't worry, the Louisiana Treasury team is here to help. We've found your money and want to return it to you. Visit lacashclaim.org for your cash. Your gas light's on. We need to stop and fill up. No way, Jen. Gas around here is too expensive. We can make it a little further. Billy, listen to your big sister. You don't need to drive all over searching for the lowest gas prices. Do what I do and use Upside. Upside? Do you live under a rock, Billy? Upside is the hottest cash back app out there. It's free to download and you get real cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. I use it all the time and I've already made around 200 bucks. You can make that kind of cash back just for buying the gas you have to buy anyway. Yes, I'm looking at the Upside app now and there's a gas station at the next exit off offering 25 cents per gallon cash back. Okay, I'm stopping to download Upside and fill up my tank. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code MOST to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, to PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code MOST for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code MOST for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. Your weekly forum for genuine, substantive talk with a focus on facts and fact-based opinions. Time to share your passion on the Three Tailgaters Show here on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. The number to call, 504-260-1061. What a weekend, uh, what a day at Fairgrounds Racecourse. Of course, it's Louisiana Derby weekend, and... 15 races, again, a big card tomorrow. What a season it's been. Back to normal. People at the track. It was nice being out there this year. Great to see the clubhouse open again. I was happy to enjoy races in the clubhouse this year as well, and it all culminates with uh, what's happening, of course, this weekend, in particular today, uh, with a huge day here in New Orleans. Joining us to talk about that now, a good and great friend from Fairgrounds Racecourse and Slots, of course, the clocker, the morning line, Oddsmaker, our good and great friend Mike Diliberto. Mike, good morning. How are you? I'm doing good, doing good. Looking forward to a big day of races. And, and you concur with me about you finally felt back to normal this year, didn't we? Oh, exactly. Yeah, you know, because you got actually on the big days, you get some big crowds out there, and you know, it's a lot more open. You know, you know, have all of the people. You know, you know, in also, 
<laughs> hopefully, uh, you know, we'll have a really good day and, uh, you know, everything will go off smoothly. Before we talk about the Derby, let's talk about the other big races on the card today because it's not just a one-race card. There's a lot of big races on the card today, and I know you want to talk about a few of those. Well, right before the Derby, we got the Fairgrounds Oaks, which is a, a, a big point race to see, and usually the first and second finishes in that automatically, you know, have enough points to get into the Kentucky Oaks. And uh, local man, Tom Amos has uh, Who's Your Philly, who's a Philly that was really highly thought of coming down into the Fairgrounds after stringing three victories in a row up in Kentucky. And she kind of disappointed at a rough trip, stumbling out the gate uh, in the last start of the odds-on favorite and was well beaten. But she's coming back trying to redeem herself. Uh, and, you know, a couple other pretty nice Phillies in there, pretty mischievous, who looks like she's an improved Philly. Uh, since coming to the fairgrounds, she's won two races in a row, both of them stake races. And the last one was the grade two prep for the fairgrounds. So that's a good race to keep an eye on. And then the Mervyn Munez uh, Memorial, uh, always a real big prep race for the major turf races uh, on Derby Day at Churchill. Uh, Mike Maker, who was one of the top turf trainers in the country, shipping a horse that just finished winning a, a grade one at uh, Gulfstream Park in his last start, a tone. Luis Seaz uh, coming in to ride that one. The local favorite, two Emmys. Uh, another one that's in great form. Just won the prep race for this last time out. He's the defending champion. He won this race last year and finished second in it the year before. So he loves the Fairgrounds race course, and I think he'll have a say in it also. And besides that, we got uh, the New Orleans Handicap. And, man, we got some really good horses showed up for that one. Uh, Billy Mott's bringing in Art Collector, who just won the $3 million uh, Vegas is go uh, cup over at uh, all in uh, Gulfstream Park last time out. So he's a coach that's going to take a lot of beating in there. But Brad Scott's got Westwell Power and Kenny McPeak has a call and Riley McCole, but was on a triple crown trail last year that he's coming off of a layoff. But that, that's another really good race. And then we got several good Louisiana Grand State races. So overall, from top to bottom, it's a great card. Visiting with Mike Diliberto. Fairgrounds, talking about Louisiana Derby Day. All right, Mike, uh, let's talk about the Derby because obviously that's the, the feature today and that's the one that most people pay uh, the, the most attention to. And, you know, I've been breaking this thing down all week long and I really came up with four horses, you know, that I, I might put in an exacta that I liked. And, and of course, I'm probably going to be way off. What do I know, right? Goes without uh, saying. Man, but trust, that, like, like Kevin uh, always says, trust your luck. <laughs> and no doubt. So I'm looking at it right now, and I'm trying to decide who I like as my top choice. I know the horses that I like uh, that I would probably put in there. I certainly, you know, looking at Kings Barnes and Cagliostro and Disarm, you know, I, I certainly uh, am looking at Instant Coffee. So I just named four of them there. So uh, first and foremost, as far as your morning line, who you have as the favorite right now? Well, I think Instant Coffee will go off a solid favorite because he's by far the most accomplished in the race. In fact, we got 12 horses in this race, Kenny. Seven of them have only won one race, their maiden race. So they're all like improving young horses that the trainers see that they're improving and they're trying to take that next step and earn the points if they continue to move forward to go on to the Kentucky Derby. But Instant Coffee is already a proven commodity. He's won three or four career starts, a grade two and a grade three. And Brad Cox deliberately held this horse off of the second, the most recent prep, the Risen Star, because he knew what he had and he wanted to get him ready. And he thinks the model is 
316 shouldn't affect him at all. And the race that he won earlier in the week, the Lacombe, he beat some pretty nice horses. Uh, two Bills came back and won third in the uh, Risen Star Stakes. And Confidence Game, who ran third to him in the uh, Lacombe, came back to win the million-dollar grade two Rebel at Oakland is their prep for the Arkansas Derby. So Instant Coffee, I think, is going to be definitely the one to beat in here. But if some of these other young horses can, you know, take that next step and improve several lengths, uh, they got a good shot. And you named some of them. Uh, Sun Thunder popped up with a really strong race in the Risen Star. Closed very well, so it looks like the distance shouldn't be any problem for him. And he ran second in that race. Um, like you said, Kings Barnes, he might be the wild card for me in the area. Because there's several things. First off, Todd Fletcher is not going to send a horse here and you have Flavian Pratt to ride him unless he thinks something of the horse. He's only run twice. He won both times. One thing that scares me a little bit is both of those stores he was running on laces. And now this race, you're not allowed to run on laces. So he's going to be losing that, you know, a little bit of an advantage that helps, you know, helps the horse a lot of times with it. They got a little bit of a bleeding problem. But uh, those two, uh, Jace's Road is one of the other Cox horses. He's actually got three horses in this race. And he was very impressive winning a gun run stakes early prep early back in December. And then he came back on a sloppy track. And if you look at his form, his three dirt races are two wins and a third. And his two sloppy track records, he ran terrible. So we're going to have a fast track here today. There doesn't seem to be a lot of speed in this race. But he'll be the front runner. So I got to think he's going to go out there and set a decent pace. And if they let him slow it down too much, he could get a big heart and be dangerous. But uh, a couple other ones that. Uh, look like they're on the end group. Uh, Kat Yoso from the Sharita Bobon and Dennington from the Kennedy Peak One. Both of them ran a big race and a Wallace race that last start here, finishing 1 2 in that race. So, and you mentioned Disarmed. Uh, this is a horse that uh, Steve Espies was very high on uh, after mm-hmm. his two year old victory when he won by six and a quarter lengths at Saratoga going seven furlongs. Kind of had a little kick up. Brought him around. He's been moving. He's moving forward, but he's only had one start this year, and it was a second place finish. Uh, but he's come into the fairgrounds, and he's been working pretty well. Uh, him and uh, Shoppers and Friends worked very well together in their last uh, workout. Uh, it went uh, 24, 24 and 4, 36 and 4, 49 and 1, 101 and 1, 113 for the six row off, and the Gallows off seven row off, 126. So that was a pretty solid move for them. Believe me, outside of instant coffee, I wouldn't be surprised. Mike Delaboro with us talking about the New Orleans big day at fairgrounds and Louisiana Derby capping it all off. And yeah, I think you named all of them there. The interesting thing about the lead up this year is that some years we have the same horse wins all the prep races. As you mentioned, that didn't happen this year. Uh, but of course, one of the reasons was that, you know, the favorite was held out of the Risen Star. So we have that dynamic in play that. You, know, you don't have that one clear cut that, that just said, okay, I can handle this track. I've, I've won all the races that matter, and I'm that horse. We don't have that. And, and I'll give you the same thing, though. Not count the horses, but the same trainers won all three of them. Yes, they did. <laughs> Brad Cox won all three of the prep races with three different horses. <laughs> and two Mike of, Dilla- two of them actually in this race. <laughs> Mike Diliberto with us and uh, talking about Fairgrounds Race Course and – I'm sitting at Kirsch Rooney Stadium at the moment getting ready for a Delgado uh, doubleheader. And my buddy Joe Sherman's up here. Right? Joe wants to know if you got an exacta for him today, Mike. In a big race, uh, I'm taking instant coffee and, and, and putting him on top of the 4-5 and 11. 
All right. So the two, four, five, and eleven. He's got it. He just wrote it all down. He said, Joe said you better use the nine, okay? Two, five, four, and eleven. But but he likes Tappet's Conquest too. Okay, so you gotta throw in Tappet's Conquest, okay? And that's Brad Cox. I gotta say he's got a shot. Yeah. You gotta give Brad Cox a shot. I'm not I don't disagree with that. So, you know, if I wanted to get it right and get my exacta right, if I had the opportunity to do so, I'd phone Buddy and I'd do whatever he said not to do, okay? You know so, what, you know what, Kenny? Me and yeah. Joe have been waiting for a lot of years. Daddy yeah. promised all of us at the Derby one year that whenever he passed away and he got up to heaven, he'd find a way to send a winner to us. And all we can figure out is he's still in purgatory and we're waiting. <laughs> 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 Joe would love if he heard that. So he still hasn't sent the winner to you from heaven because he's probably still in purgatory. I got it. All right. So that's, that's, a, that's a great line, actually. So well done, my friend. Uh, really appreciate it. But look, big day today. I'm sure they're expecting a good live crowd. And right now the weather looks like it's holding out. That was the big concern a few days ago. But it certainly looks like that. They haven't been able to run on the turf a whole lot this year, right? No, no. It actually uh, they finally moved it in a little bit to 27 feet out there. 34, so they can run a, actually a couple of horses in the race. But, yeah, it, it, because of some difficulty on the inside of it, we haven't been able to use the whole turf course. It's the whole meet. You know, before we let you get away, too, just talk about, you know, leading jockey, leading trainer. I know a lot of people don't pay attention to that. We do. But the, the, the folks that have really had good meets uh, in terms of trainers and jockeys thus far in 2020. Well, uh, Ray Lou Gutierrez is going to be a key lead He's riding for Brett Calhoun and a lot of other riders, uh, trainers, and he's done very well. Uh, Jerry Lockberry was giving him a run for the money that he got hurt in just a few weeks. But, so, Ray, he'll, he'll win the riding title. He's the training title, Kenny. It's like some of these NCAA basketball games. It's going to go down to the last race, maybe. Because going into today, uh, Brett Calhoun and Jose are one ahead of uh, Brad Cox. And all of them have a bunch of horses in the next two days. Well, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, what a weekend it is. And people that haven't been out there for this particular day uh, at any particular point in time, you're missing something because it really is special. Uh, so many good races, a long card. John Dooley's going to be busy today. He'll be out of breath by the time it's over. But you'll probably be, you know, at uh, one of two places later on this evening. I know where to find him every time. So, because I run into him virtually every time I show up at at one of two places, by the way. So, well, I'll tell you one he, thing. Hopefully, yeah. my day, we got 15 races that I'm handicapping today. Hopefully, I can match Joe Sherman's record at Delgado right now. And I have a really good day. <laughs> I'll tell Joe that. I, I hope you have, yeah, I hope your record's as good as his by the end of the day today. I mean, you know, if, you, if you get 22 out of 26 right, man, I'm all over that, okay? But, I, but I'm, I'm listening to you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a play on what you just – I want to go through that one more time because I wrote it down, but you've got instant coffee. You've got Cagliostro. You've got Jace's Road, correct? Right. And then who's the fourth? Uh, I had uh, Sun, the four of Sun Thunder. Sun Thunder, there you go. I'm using instant coffee first and yep. second with several hours. And I'm going to throw Joe's off tonight in, too, because – 
Actually, you're going to throw Joe's him. horse in. He's convinced you. Okay. Well, well I, I used him in the Risen Star. And he you used him in the Risen Star. Okay. He's been All right. in that race. He did. Alright, so uh, before I let you get away too, I'm I'm just getting a text here from Ronnie Lamarck saying he's he's enjoying this and and uh, he said anytime you mention Risen Star, he's happy. So there you go. Oh, well, yeah, that was one of the all-time greats that raised the fairgrounds and generation. Yeah, man, that was special uh, to this day and so much uh, incredible pride there and best horse that never won the Triple Crown. That's my opinion. Oh, I tell you what, my, my daddy talked to me. Before he passed away, he was talking, he talked about the trip with Ronnie and Louis, the whole triple crown trip. He said he said that was more fun than he had in a long time covering those races. They made it fun. I mean, they made it fun. You could throw Aaron Broussard in there too. They they were just hilarious. I mean, oh, a bunch no, of pi- you're, you're, no, bunch of right. <laughs> bunch of Pied Pipers. Ronnie writes a song, you know, records it and play and you know does it, performs it all the time about Risen Star. Pretty cave, pretty good. But that's that's uniquely New Orleans. That's one of the things that makes this such a a charming place. And fairgrounds are such a big part of that charm and that lore. And today is the day. So get out to the Gentilly Oval today for a gigantic day of racing. Mike, always a pleasure. We appreciate it. Uh, Joe appreciates the input, too. And he's glad that you're throwing in the nine horse, okay? <laughs> well, don't worry. You, Joe and me have been playing together for a long time, and I respect you for <laughs> That's it. You're lovable losers together. It's all good. Thank you, man. Appreciate it, Mike. <laughs> Okay, buddy. <laughs> Good job. Thanks, Mike. Mike DeLiberto at uh, Fairgrounds, where, of course, today is Derby Day. So we're at Gershwini Stadium, Delgado Nunez, coming up at 1 o'clock. And, of course, we'll be on with pregame about 12.50 here on DelgadoAthletics.com. Right now, we'll take a timeout. And uh, when we return, following this brief break, we'll address the New Orleans Pelicans as we continue with more of the Three Tailgaters show here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM. We're on the web at NashFM1061.com. Life Resources Ministries exists for showing men the way, building men to spiritual maturity, and preparing God's people for service. Life Resources Ministries has Bible studies in person and via Skype throughout the metro area, along with outreaches weekly on Wednesdays at Piccadilly Cafeteria on Clearview Parkway in Metairie. There are business forums and fellowship meetings as well. Life Resources also puts on major outreach prep breakfast with national speakers up to four to five times per year. Visit us online at liferesources.net. Life Resources Ministries, leaders investing for eternity. When the final horn blows at the Allstate Sugar Bowl, the action is just beginning as another jam-packed year of Sugar Bowl activity lies just ahead. With over 55 annual events, including all Louisiana high school state championships, the Sugar Bowl support of amateur athletics adds up to big fun and big dollars for our economy. From the Crescent City Classic to lacrosse, sailing, basketball, and more, the Sugar Bowl has something for most everyone. For more on the great things the Sugar Bowl is doing, log on to AllstateSugarBowl.org. Sponsored by Allstate, Taco Bell, and Dr. Pepper. With over 15 acres of cars and trucks at the Lamarck Automotive Complex, there must be a reason. Buying a new car shouldn't be complicated. That's why our expert staff is here to help. I've been selling new Ford cars and trucks since 1970. It's over 50 years. Wow, there must be a reason. With your lifestyle and budget in mind, our finance team works hard to be the best in the business. Only at Lamarck Ford, at the Lamarck Automotive Complex. There must be a reason. Find the top brands, inspiration, and great value you need to own your style now at Macy's VIP Sale. 
Use your coupon or Macy's card and take an extra 30% off spring trends and updates. Plus, get 15% off this season's go-to beauty, skincare, fragrances, and more. And don't miss out on limited-time specials. Going on now at Macy's. Savings off regular sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. Wouldn't you say it's time for a beauty refresh? Lucky for you, Ulta Beauty's 21 Days of Beauty is happening now. So treat yourself with up to 50% off bestsellers like Benefit Cosmetics and MAC Cosmetics. And say hello to new product launches from Fenty Beauty by Rihanna, Tarte Cosmetics, and so many more. That new you feeling is waiting at Ulta Beauty. But hurry, beauty's biggest event ends April 1st. Shop in-store, online, or try curbside pickup today. Ulta Beauty, the possibilities are beautiful. I switched to Boost Mobile and got a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone. Want to know the best part? Uh, it was free? Nope. The fact that it's on America's largest 5G networks? Nope. It's the ding. Oh yeah, love the ding. Right? It's all about the ding. It's the dingarooski, the dingarona, the ring-a-ding-ding. Unleash your power to save with Boost. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A23 5G phone when you switch. Boost Mobile. Unleash your power. And the ding. Limited time offer. New customers only. Available on select networks. 5G not available everywhere. One device per line. Tax excluded. Additional restrictions apply. See your local Boost Mobile store for details. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Billy, your gas light's on. We need to stop and fill up. No way, Jen. Gas around here is too expensive. We can make it a little further. Billy, listen to your big sister. You don't need to drive all over searching for the lowest gas prices. Do what I do and use Upside. Upside? Do you live under a rock, Billy? Upside is the hottest cashback app out there. It's free to download and you get real cashback for every gallon of gas you buy. I use it all the time and I I've already made around 200 bucks. You can make that kind of cash back just for buying the gas you have to buy anyway. Yes, I'm looking at the Upside app now, and there's a gas station at the next exit offering 25 cents per gallon cash back. Okay, I'm stopping to download Upside and fill up my tank. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code MOST to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, to PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code MOST. Most for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code MOST for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Cumulus New Orleans has an immediate opening for a radio and digital account executive. Excellent earning potential, incredible benefits, and wonderful working conditions. Outside sales experience preferred. To apply, go to Cumulus.com and click on Work Here. That's Cumulus.com. Join the winning team today at Cumulus Media New Orleans and change your life for the better. Radio and digital marketing is a high-energy, fun, and exciting career. Apply at Cumulus.com, an equal opportunity employer. Call an audible, throw a flag, call a technical, review an instant replay, it's all good. Go for it now on the Three Tailgater Show on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. Call now at 504-260-1061. New Orleans Pelicans begin their most important road trip, four-game trip tonight. The Clippers are the opponent, and boy, that's important. They've got the Blazers on Monday, got the Warriors on Tuesday, and the second of a back-to-back, which will be really tough, and then the Nuggets on Thursday. So what does that mean? I think they got to win these first two. And I'm looking at the rest of the schedule here, and what's it going to take to get in and make sure you make the playoffs? Talked about it before the game that just happened when they beat the Hornets, and I'm not changing my thought. I thought they needed to win six of their last ten. I think they need to win five of their last nine. Therefore, I think tonight is a game they have to win against the Clippers, and it's against a team that they're battling with. And then, of course, 
they've got the game that they have to win against the Blazers. Have to, even though it's on the road. Pelicans are currently tied, not tied, but they're currently ninth overall in the West. They've won three straight, 36 and 37. Half game out of eight behind the Lakers and Timberwolves. So really a half game out of seventh. Only two behind the Warriors, who they still play. Two behind the Suns. Two and a half behind the Clippers, and they play them twice. But look behind you. Thunder, Mavericks, only a half game behind you. And the Jazz, only a game behind you. Must win. Final break. Back with a final word in a moment here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. In Luke's account of that dark day, he said it was about noon and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. Then Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And when he had said this, he breathed his last breath. We call that Good Friday. But Good Friday took his breath away. And when Satan and his demons walked away that afternoon, they thought they had won. But they made a grave mistake. Just a few days later, an angel appeared to two ladies and said, Don't be afraid, for I know you seek Jesus who was crucified. He's not here. He is risen, just as he said. <laughs> this is Michael Green inviting you to join me and Linda for two very special services this weekend at LifeGate. Good Friday at 12 noon, Easter Sunday at 10 o'clock, LifeGate, 1317 Butternut Avenue in Metairie. For more information, go to Facebook, LifeGate Church Ministries. Your gas light's on. We need to stop and fill up. No way, Jen. Gas around here is too expensive. We can make it a little further. Billy, listen to your big sister. You don't need to drive all over searching for the lowest gas prices. Do what I do and use Upside. Upside? Do you live under a rock, Billy? Upside is the hottest cashback app out there. It's free to download, and you get real cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. I use it all the time, and I've already made around 200 bucks. You can make that kind of cash back just for buying the gas you have to buy anyway. Yes, I'm looking at the Upside app now, and there's a gas station at the next exit off offering 25 cents per gallon cash back. Okay, I'm stopping to download Upside and fill up my tank. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code MOST to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, to PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code MOST for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code MOST for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. This is Kevin Mamahat. For most of us, the largest single purchase will ever make is when buying a home. That's why thousands of homeowners each year choose to protect their largest investment with Rhino Shield. Rhino Shield is the only international architectural ceramic coating that gives residential and commercial owners peace of mind. Along with our 25-year warranty, our ceramic coating reflects the ultraviolet rays we experience here in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama, keeping your home cooler with less strain on your air conditioner. And it's more affordable than you think. So give us a call for your free estimate, 504-407-2222, or visit rhinoshieldmidsouth.com. Call now, and you can get the guaranteed protection of Rhino Shield for 20% off the regular price, 407-2222, or visit rhinoshieldmidsouth.com. Don't pay, don't find out. 
go rhino shield never paint your house again rhino shield cumulus new orleans has an immediate opening for a radio and digital account executive excellent earning potential incredible benefits and wonderful working conditions outside sales experience preferred to apply go to cumulus.com and click on work here that's cumulus.com join the winning team today at cumulus media new orleans and change your life for the better radio and digital marketing is a high energy broadcasting from the dudley debaucher studios anytime anywhere smartphone tune in radio app we are wrkn 1061 nash icon picayune new orleans Good morning, and welcome to the 28th year of the Three Tailgaters Show on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. The Three Tailgaters Show is presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. The Three Tailgaters Show is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics. And by Francesca's by Katie's in New Orleans, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. The Three Tailgaters are also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln, by LifeGate Church in Metairie, by Rhino Shield Mid-South, Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, Life Resources Ministries, and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. Promotional consideration is provided by Central City Barbecue on South Rampart Street, Venezia Restaurant on North Carrollton Avenue. To Tony's Restaurant at West End, Fury's Restaurant in Metairie, Perrin's Restaurant in Harahan, Reginelli's Pizzeria with locations throughout the metro area, Ye Old College Inn on Carrollton Avenue, Messina's at the Terminal and Runway Cafe at Lakefront Airport, by Copeland's of New Orleans and Kenner at the Esplanade Mall, Desi Vega's Seafood and Steakhouse in Metairie, Chateau Cafe with locations in New Orleans and Kenner, Moe's Pizza in West Wego, Hooters Restaurants in Metairie and Gretna, Geo's Pizza and Spaghetti House in Metairie, Hobnobber Cafe in Metairie, Fat Boys Pizza on Metairie Road, by Sirio's Po' Boys in Delhi on St. Charles Avenue, by That's Amore Pizzeria in Metairie, Bears Po' Boys on Causeway Boulevard at Metairie Road, Fury's Restaurant on Martin Berman in Metairie, and by Sunray Grill on Belchase Highway in Gretna. Now, here are your hosts of the Three Tailgaters Show, Ed Daniels, Sports Director of WGNO and WNOL, CrescentCitySports.com and the Clarion Herald, and Cumulus Radio New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, the Greater New Orleans Quarterback Club, Life Resources Ministries, and the Kenner Star. And a pleasant good morning and welcome to another edition of the Three Tailgaters Show here on Nash Icon 106.1 FM. We're on the web, NashFM1061.com, and our TuneIn app is available for you to listen anywhere in the world via iHeart. Of course, at home, lacking radio, you can get us via Alexa. Just tell her to play WRKN or Nash Icon 106.1 FM. If you'd like to listen to the podcast or the show, see what you missed, or listen back to any portion of it, you can do so through CrescentCitySports.com. Just click on the menu, click on More, and click on Podcast. Of course, you can also email us, at WGNO.com, Ken at CrescentCitySports.com, or call the show. It's 504-260-1061. It's 504-260-1061. I am stationed at Kirsch Rooney Stadium this morning, where this afternoon Region 23 play begins as two local 
outfits battle each other in a doubleheader. Delgado hosting Nunez Community College at 1 p.m. You can watch it live at DelgadoAthletics.com. Dave Beaudry will join me on the call coming up at about 12.50 at DelgadoAthletics.com. Glenn Powell's done an excellent job with the Pelicans. Joe Sherman's done a great job for many years with the Dolphins, and we'll have it for you at DelgadoAthletics.com at about 12.50 this afternoon. We'll talk about big day of horse racing at fairgrounds, big weekend, best of the year at fairgrounds, and Mike DiLiberto will join us at about 11.35. Fairgrounds oddsmaker handicapper will join us at about 11.35 or so to talk about that. Of course, we'll get into the Pelicans, the Saints, college basketball, college baseball, football on the college level, because that's what Ed Daniels is doing today, and much more. It's 504-260-1061 to join us. Ed Daniels joining us now from none other than Yeoman Stadium, where Tulane is getting it on today on the gridiron. Ed, of course, at WGNO and of Crescent City Sports, the Clarion Herald, and Nash Icon 1061 FM. Good morning, Ed. Hey, Kenny, what's up? I'm doing fine. We're both sitting at stadiums on a sunny morning. That's a pretty cool thing, isn't it? Oh, you know what, Kenny? It's fantastic. And uh, I got here about, uh, I got here to Yeoman Stadium, I guess about 45 minutes ago. And mm-hmm. uh, there's a nice crowd filing in. I remember a lot of Tulane spring games where there were more reporters on the field than there were people in the stands. Yes. And, um, Mm-hmm. And that's not the case today. There's a nice little nope. crowd out here. It's getting bigger and bigger, and more and more people are coming in, and I think it's fantastic. And the last time we were here and the, uh, and the players were in uniform uh, was a very, very special day in December. And it's hard to believe that, that just about four months have passed uh, since that occurred. But the Green Wave are out here. They're warming up. Uh, according to their... Um, their timing sheet, it says at 10.15, they will have a focus period. At 10.25, they'll stretch. 10.35, they'll have individual drills. And at 10.45, they'll have the spring game kickoff. And then the Willie Fritz-Bobby Dodd presentation is at halftime. And then Very the nice. after. Yeah. Very nice. I like it. Well done. Yep. All right. So, Ed will be reporting on that, of course, for WGNO. You can make sure you check that out, too. And as we get started, we'll talk about that. But I, I want to start. Look, it's, it's, I don't care how old you are, and I don't care what phase of life you're in or anything else. The reality of, of our temporary existence is there for, for all of us. And we lose people all the time, famous names from professional sports, colleagues, everything else. But then you also have people in the general public that that suffer losses and I wanted to point out too and and offer up our uh, lift up in prayer some people as we speak Uh, one of our primary contributors and a good man and a good friend BK Jones lost his wife in the last day and it's been very very difficult at a young age with a young child and I just want to lift up VK in prayer uh, with us all sincerity uh, he's a good man, and Cheyenne, their daughter, want to pray for her too, and and keep that uh, in your minds and hearts today because of the we take things for granted. We're very blessed to have the things we have, but it can be gone tomorrow, and want to do that. And and uh, someone that was close to Ed too, uh, a dentist, Tom McCoy, who passed away 
I want to also lift uh, his family and Vicki and their whole family up in prayer too because, again, Ed, it's a reality of our lives, and the older we get, the more this occurs. Well, you know, I, I, I was not aware about VK, Kenny, and I'm extremely saddened by that. And, um, you know, I certainly echo what you said about that. I mean, VK is a tremendous individual, and uh, everyone who knows him, we love him to death. And um, anything we can do to help him, uh, you know, navigate this incredibly difficult time, I can only imagine losing, losing your bride and having a young child is extremely difficult. So uh, anything we can do to help VK, we certainly, you know, will. And as far as uh, uh, Dr. McCoy is concerned, um, you know, he's one of my, my closest friends. And um, yesterday was extremely difficult for all of us, for all of his friends, all of his family. And the, uh, the church at Divine Mercy was, was, was filled. And there was a lot of people laughing and crying. And as I told my wife, Tom could make you do both. And, um, and uh, we're going to miss him tremendously. Plus, you know, uh, we, we lost a gentleman that was in the same building, an orthodontist, Dr. Hector Maldonado passed away suddenly yes. of a heart attack, I believe, on March 11th. And Dr. Maldonado, I, you know, I didn't know him as well as I knew Tom, but I knew him uh -huh. well enough, and I considered him a friend. And he, he was a great, great person, great family. Um, you know, his, he and his bride were, were married for 40 years. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, and, of course, Kyle played f uh, baseball at the University of New Orleans. And uh, Hector was... Uh, as classy an individual as ever, just the, the best of the best. And when people that like that are, are taken early, it's 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 really hard. You know, it's it's inevitability in life, but it's really really hard to to digest when when things like this happen. And this month has been uh, extremely difficult in that regard. Without a doubt, I mean, again, when you're talking about. You know, Hector, he's younger than us, you know. I mean, just a very difficult thing. And you're right, uh, gentlemen, that we have a lot of respect for and had a chance to know through sports and just feel very, very uh, thankful to have had him in our lives too. So, and uh, deep local ties, of course, to Brother Martin High School and UNO. So, uh, again, we just lift up all the three of these individuals in prayer. We do a faith and sports show on Thursday night here on 106.1 FM, Pastor Michael Green and I, and we do pray during that show. But in this show, we just want to encourage others to consider these losses and to, if you feel obliged to do mm -hmm. so, to, to lift up these folks in prayer because they're good people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a testament uh, to, uh, you know, both Tom and Hector. I, I went to both of their funerals, and mm -hmm. there, was a, there was a ton of people at, at both of those events. And as uh, Tom's wife, Vicki, told me yesterday, look at all the people who are here in that church. Yeah. And I was like, yep, you know what? That is a testament to who he was as a person. And absolutely one of the most generous people that I have ever met. All right, it's 504-260-1061 if you'd like to join in the conversation. Since you're at Tulane, we'll start there for now. What about the encore, Ed? I mean, they've lost coaches. They do have a quarterback back. They've got some key players back on offense. They don't have Tajay Spears. On defense, lose a couple of key contributors. Is this sustainable? What is the feeling that you get? And then also, what's the sense that you get 
from around that program as to whether or not they feel genuinely that they can sustain this at a high level. And I mean, I'm talking about 9, 10 wins a season. Is that possible? Mm-hmm. And do you get that feeling that yeah. uh, that can happen? You know, I think, I think that is the, the question here in the offseason. And um, you know what? I think they can. Um, the one thing that, that, that you have here in this situation is, you know, coach quarterback returning. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Slade Nagel is a guy who they obviously uh, trust with the offense. He called most of the plays last year. So, you know, Slade Nagel um, is a guy that I, th- I think the transition offensively is going to be pretty seamless. Now, we don't know yet because Sheil Wood is the new uh, defensive coordinator. So, but, you know, in my uh, very limited dealings with him thus far and just a couple of interviews, he, you know, he seems like a um, – like a sharp guy and a guy who had a really good defense last year at Troy. So, but I think the number one thing is coach quarterback. And that's always important. And I, and, and I can go back in Tulane football history. You go back to 1973, they beat LSU and you had Steve Foley and Benny Ellinger. Well, what mm-hmm. happened the next year? Tulane was 5-0 and and Steve Foley got hurt, was lost for the season against Georgia Tech. They didn't win another game. But if Steve Foley had stayed healthy that year, you would have had back-to-back outstanding years from the Tulane football program, without a bout. You know, Terry Looney was a good quarterback, but Steve Foley was the, the heart and soul of that football program back there at that point. You go to 1979, Tulane has a great year. Guess what happens? Larry Smith goes to Arizona. Rock Hannes graduates. Nicky Hall did a nice job the next year. But you had new coach, new quarterback. You know, you go back, you go to 87. What happens? They have a good year. They go to the Independence Bowl. Mac Brown's gone. You know, every time one of these scenarios scenarios has come up, 98, Tommy Bowden, Sean King, both depart. This is the first time that I can remember where Tulane has an outstanding season and their starting quarterback and their head coach, who are both outstanding, return the next year. And to me... That's why I would say yes. Well, it's a very good point because you detailed the history in dramatic fashion and in genuine fashion because we've lived it and we've watched it from every angle. The coaches that succeeded that did not stay, you know, obviously left a void. The coaches that stayed were not able to sustain it. So it's been... You know, one or the other, every step of the way, and this is truly the first time in our lifetime, and you and I have followed this the same way from the same aspect and the same age bracket from the time we were young in the 60s all the way until now. And this is truly the first time that they have it all together. They have the coach remaining who sustained a level of success one year notwithstanding. They have the quarterback back, for the first time, looking at all those years of success that they had, which was never the case in any of those previous seasons. And, of course, because, I mean, you can name them all. Uh, from, from every single one of them, they all were departing from a quarterback perspective after the one year of success under the likes of Jim Pittman, under the likes of Larry Smith, under the likes of Mac Brown, under the likes of Tommy Bowden. So they have both of those. You made the excellent point that I would have made as well, both the coach and the quarterback. And then all the other 
things that conspire to make this an opportunity for Tulane to sustain success. Take the coach and the quarterback. Now you take the fan interest, which obviously ramped up significantly last season. Now you take a university president who is supportive of athletics, and it seems to be genuine. Now you take the, I don't want to use the word pressure, maybe that's appropriate to use, the, the, the force that's put upon the athletic director, Troy Dannon, who cares deeply about athletics and has done everything he can to make it successful, and the university president, to step up and help this program with facilitation and finance because they've proven to you that A, they can be successful, and B, they can attract fans. So all of those things conspire to put Tulane in a position to sustain this success. And the last part of that equation is the changing dynamic of the conference, which gives Tulane, uh, frankly, a better opportunity to sustain success long-term. I just think that, what's the right terminology? If the stars are aligning, would that be accurate? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And you know, look, um, you know, we, we have great respect uh, for Coach Fritz and, and for uh, the director of athletics, Mr. Dannon. But here's the bottom line. If the university president doesn't believe in it and he doesn't steer the leadership at a private institution, all right, you can forget about it. And that's not the case here. And that's important. Now, they haven't gotten everything they've wanted, but they've gotten more than they've gotten in a long, long time. And I think you can see the results on the field. And uh, Willie has uh, uh, told me on numerous occasions that he thinks that the practice, uh, the indoor practice bubble on the site of the old Tulane Stadium will be available to the team before the end of the year, which is, uh, which is fantastic. So, you know, look, all, all, all the arrows are pointed in the right direction. But if the university president doesn't believe in it, then at, a, at an institution like Tulane University, it's not going to happen. You know, it's not like LSU. Okay, if William Tate said, I don't like football and I don't think we need to be good at it, he wouldn't be employed there very long at LSU. He'd be gone. And because it's the SEC and everyone knows what the expectation is at a, at a place like this, you, you have many more variables about what needs to be done to get it done. And if you don't have the president, you know, I, I know that the previous guy would come on the field in a green suit and all that other stuff. But behind the scenes, he, w- he was no friend of the athletic department. And uh, this is not the case. Uh, as far as I can see by talking to uh, several people here, this is not the case here anymore. I agree with you, and I think it's this is it. I mean, this is their opportunity. This is their time. And this is, I think, uh, the time that uh, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's going to happen, but I'm going to sit here and tell you that there is a better than 50% chance that it's going to happen, it being that Tulane can sustain this kind of success and be not only a winning program, but a significant winning program. It's 504-260-1061. Randy is in Chalmette. Randy, thank you for the call. Welcome to the Three Tailgaters Show. Good morning. Hey, guys. Since it's spring football practice, Tom, wouldn't it be kind of cool if these colleges followed the high school blueprint instead of having a spring game with uh, scrimmage another college? Wouldn't it be cool to see Tulane and LSU scrimmaging in in April? Oh, it would be really cool. I mean, we we would love to see it. 
right. until somebody got hurt. <laughs> Ed and I think alike uh, very often. I guess we've been around each other for too long, but that was exactly what was about to come out of my mouth. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's it's really it's it's really interesting because we just had the World Baseball Classic, another another topic, but along those lines. There are now, you know, some concerns, and there's a few major league organizations that are speaking a little louder about the whole concept of every three years holding this classic because of what's happened to players. Jose Altuve is out for two months, maybe more, broke his thumb in the World Baseball Classic, and the Astros are the defending world champions, and he's their best player by and large. And, you know, Adam Wainwright, strained groin, he's going to be out for at least a month, it appears, for the Cardinals, you saw Noah Arenado get hit by a pitch. And look, when you have these kind of things, because people would look at that World Baseball Classic and think, look at it as an exhibition if you're a fan of the team. Well, if you're a fan of the team at Tulane and you go play LSU in a scrimmage and somebody gets hurt and gets hurt pretty bad, then there's going to be an outcry. Of course, the flip side of that is, Randy, you know it as well as I do. They can get hurt in a scrimmage against each other, right? So there's that. But, again, quarterbacks can't be touched, all of those things. Look, I think it's a great idea. I'd love to see it. Nobody does it, though, on the college level. But from the standpoint of uh, the novelty and the standpoint of interest, yeah, it would be great. Ed? Yeah, I think it would be a great idea. You know, I I remember going to a game at Tulane Stadium when the Tulane freshman played the LSU freshman the Friday before the the LSU-Tulane game, and they'd have 15 or 20,000 people there. So I guess that would be the closest thing. Of course, that was in season. But, you know, sure. also in, the, in these deals, I mean, you don't want to show very much either. No. And, and uh, you don't want any – you want as little tape as possible of your current team uh, on the field before the, uh, before the first game. Correct. And, you know, look, LSU uh, has so few offensive linemen, their spring game is going to be – it's not going to even be a game. It's going to be like watered-down drills. It's not going to be anything like it was last year. And it's going to be very, very different. So I think, especially at this time of year, if you get somebody who has a serious knee injury on, on, on something like that where two teams are playing against each other, then you're basically they're done for the season. They're not going to be back for seven or eight months, and you can forget about it. They're out the whole year, and you just cannot risk one of your good players to do that. Yeah, and I think this, I think, Randy, if, if you did that and you got, you know, the Caesars Superdome as the site, and not at LSU because the LSU fan base might not be all that thrilled about the whole scenario, but here in New Orleans, there's a gigantic LSU fan base, obviously, and Tulane's fan base has truly grown, and... You, you'd attract a crowd. I mean, you could, you could generate revenue, I'm sure, from it. So, yeah, I think it's a great idea. I just don't think it's going to happen. You got it, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate the call. But it is a neat idea. And, yes, high schools do scrimmage each other all over the place. They want to measure themselves, and they've got to get an idea uh, to be able to look mm-hmm. at their teams against others, and they have done that for many, many years Yeah, now. And, you know, Kenny, I think those scrimmages are even more important now since – since the number of spring practice days have been cut from 15 to 10. Is that right? Oh, absolutely, on the high school level. No you know, I mean, and I, and I think that's a bad rule, okay? I think I that there's too. one sport that needs practice, and you need to practice with contact yes. to learn how to really to learn how to play the game. And a lot of these young people who are 14, 15 years old haven't played it very much. 
That's and all right. of a sudden, you're you're limiting a coach's ability to teach. I think it's a very bad rule, and I wish I wish Mr. Bonine and the LHSAA would change it. 504-260-1061 to join in the conversation. Randy, thanks for the call. We'll take a time out here. When we return, we'll turn our attention to LSU spring football. Still to come, we'll talk about baseball, the Pelicans, the Saints, and everything else under the sun. Again, Ed's at Yeoman Stadium right now for Tulane scrimmage. I'm at Kirsch Rooney Stadium for Delgado and Nunez. One o'clock, first game doubleheader. 12.50 broadcast time at DelgadoAthletics.com. Hope you'll Tune in and watch and enjoy two good programs here this afternoon. Dave Beaudry will join me here at the Curse Running on the Call. We'll take a time out here back to talk about the Tigers in just a moment. On the Three Tailgater Show, Ken and Ed on Nash Icon 1061 FM and at NashFM1061.com. When the final horn blows at the Allstate Sugar Bowl, the action is just beginning as another jam-packed year of Sugar Bowl activity lies just ahead. With over 55 annual events, including all Louisiana high school state championships, the Sugar Bowl support of amateur athletics adds up to big fun and big dollars for our economy. From the Crescent City Classic to lacrosse, sailing, basketball, and more, the Sugar Bowl has something for most everyone. For more on the great things the Sugar Bowl is doing, log on to AllstateSugarBowl.org. Sponsored by Allstate, Taco Bell, and Dr. Pepper. Hey sports fans, this is Louisiana State Treasurer John Schroeder. Teamwork is critical to success. This is why my team at Unclaimed Property wants to return your cash to you. Right now, there are over $1 billion that belong to Louisiana citizens. Unclaimed Property has lost or forgotten money from bank accounts, stocks, bonds, wages, insurance, and investment payouts never received. But don't worry, the Louisiana Treasury team is here to help. We've found your money and want to return it to you. Visit lacashclaim.org for your cash. Top service, locally owned, outstanding deals, conveniently located, professionals motivated to sell where the customer comes first. That describes the experience at Premier Automotive Group, where you'll find the best prices anywhere on Toyota, Honda, Nissan, and Kia. Premier Automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee. Visit my friend Troy Duhon in one of his outstanding dealerships. Toyota of New Orleans, I-10 Service Road near Bullard in New Orleans East. Premier Honda at the I-10 Service Road at Bullard. Premier Nissan at Veterans in Metairie, and Premier Kia at Veterans in Kenner. Billy, your gas light's on. We need to stop and fill up. No way, Jen. Gas around here is too expensive. We can make it a little further. Billy, listen to your big sister. You don't need to drive all over searching for the lowest gas prices. Do what I do and use Upside. Upside? Do you live under a rock, Billy? Upside is the hottest cashback app out there. It's free to download, and you get real cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. I use it all the time, and I've already made around 200 bucks. You can make that kind of cash back just for buying the gas you have to buy anyway? Yes. I'm looking at the Upside app now, and there's a gas station at the next exit offering 25 cents per gallon cash back. Okay, I'm stopping to download Upside and fill up my tank. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code MOST to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, to PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code MOST for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code MOST for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. I never thought about space in my cramped apartment, but in this house, all I see is empty space. The sofa and ottoman look like tiny islands in a sea of hardwood floors. I could get two ottomans in the living room, but then I'd need another sofa. I could tell people I'm into minimalism. 
Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. Texting enrolls you into reoccurring automated text messages. Consent not required to purchase. Message and data rates may apply. Hey, Dan, how you doing? Haven't seen you around the gym. Yeah, I've really fallen off. Since I turned 40, I just don't get the results I used to get. Could be a lower testosterone. I went through it a while back. I got Nugenics Total T, and it's made a huge difference for me. I've seen that on TV. Is it for real? Oh, yeah. The patented key ingredient is something called Testafin, which helps boost free and total testosterone levels to help you trim up and stay lean. And it's made a difference for you? Man, I feel like I'm in my 20s again. At work, in the gym, and in the bedroom. Are they still giving out complimentary bottles for people to try it for themselves? Yeah, you just need to send them a text. Text TAP to 321321 right now for your complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total Tea. Plus, text now and we'll include a bottle of Nugenics Thermo, our most powerful fat incinerator ever, to help you get back into shape fast, absolutely free. Text TAP to 321321. That's TAP to 321321. Products and statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease or illness. Just tuning in? We're just getting started with the Three Tailgaters Show on 1061 Nash Icon, NashFM1061.com, and through CrescentCitySports.com. What are you waiting for? Call 504 260 1061 to talk all sports all the time. Now back to Ken Trahan and Ed Daniels. Big day at Fairgrounds today. Louisiana Derby Day, Oaks Day, big, big, big day, 15 races. We'll talk to Mike Diliberto, who sets the morning line, odds maker, from Fairgrounds. He'll join us at about 11.35 this morning to talk about the big day at Fairgrounds. LSU spring football, as that alluded to, well underway now, and and I look at this, and you went over there and, and, and for coverage for WGNO earlier this week. When you talk about where LSU is right now going into this season, getting Mason Smith back mm-hmm. is important. But to me, defense is definitely the side of the ball I'd be a little bit concerned about. Offense, to me, looks like it's going to be very good. Offensive line, those young tackles are a year older. They've got experience coming back. I know they got some injuries right now, and they also added some depth in recruiting. Tight end, brilliant young freshman last year in Taylor. Wide receiver, they'll be good. Running back, figure to be better. Quarterback is a real plus. Jaden Daniels is a dual threat, good player, and, and of course, Nussmeyer has a big arm with a big future. So I really like their offense. The concern for me would be, their defense your thoughts well I think that's certainly um, uh, accurate Kenny I mean I think I think defense is a concern and they've got to get better on special teams their special teams was not good enough last year but you know I I think the thing that they need to do is more than anything else is is find those guys who are who are going to be the anchors up front the one thing that Brian Kelly inherited when he came here last year was a was a really good defensive line he inherited that and um, and he brought you know and he also brought in Harold Perkins. Let's 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 make that perfectly clear. That was his recruiting efforts there, to bring in Harold Perkins, who was probably the best freshman in the country. But the one thing they've got to do is they they've got to be better. They've got to be better up front. But you know what? Look, they still got Jacoby and Guillory. They still got Makai Wingo, who was a very good player last year. He was a tremendous pickup. They've got the, the, the freshman that they're counting so much on, Wiggins, who has a chance to be really good. 
and and then but they need Mason. They need Mason very badly, and they're going to um, they're going to have to uh, develop that defensive line around him. But Mason Smith is a huge key for them, and um, you know if if he's not up to par or he doesn't make a complete recovery from this injury, that could be a problem. But I don't I don't sense that that's the case. I think he's going to be fine. You mentioned special teams. Of course, they've changed directions there with coaching as well. And that was a consistent negative last year. So they have addressed that. And you would assume they will be better as a result. I mentioned running back. And to me, it was a very ordinary group last year. Very ordinary by SEC standards. I I would have said middle of the pack, if not bottom half, in terms of running back rooms in the SEC. Will it be better in your mind this year? Well, you would hope so. I mean, you know, look, who, who are they going to give an, answer, uh, an opportunity to? You do tell me. Trey, do they give Trey Holly an opportunity, a true freshman running back? Who's a good well, he's there, he, he's there early, so he's there's there that early. opportunity. Right, he gets that opportunity. Uh, I think Armani Goodwin is a good player, but he was hurt last year. He was. But look, let's – Let's give Josh Williams some credit, okay? Josh Williams turned out to be a, a super overachiever. Now, is he an elite back? No. But do, do I think he is undersold and under, under, um, undervalued? I think that's the case. So, to me, that's, um, you know, I don't know if that area is as big a concern as everyone thinks it is. You know, look, we, we know what Noah Kane is. Noah Kane is a hard runner, but a straight, straight-ahead type of guy. You know, they, they, need, they need that home-run hitter guy. That's what they need. And the one name you didn't mention was John Emery, Jr. And right. I don't know, again, people ask me about this all the time, and I don't know where to go with this. I, and I say that, and I'm not waffling at all, but... But, yes, I do concur with people that tell me all the time, well, he's the one guy that has that, that extra you know, gear, the one guy that has what you need, the size and the speed to get it done, 215, 220, and a guy that's a 4-5 guy. Uh, and the answers are yes. But injuries, eligibility, fumbles, and a lack of consistency have been the issue. That said, with the vast experience that he has, as a senior, maybe, just maybe, he realizes that potential this coming season. Well, I hope so, because you know what? Here's the deal. If John Emery has a very nice year, then he has a chance to make some money in the NFL. He does. And, and you would like to see that. We want to see everyone succeed. And we certainly want to see a guy from Destrehan High School have a real big year and, and accomplish all the things that he wants to do. But he's not doing that in the spring because – He's concentrating on other things. And um, I, I hope that, that, um, that all of this pays off for him. And I, I think it's important that, you know, I think, uh, you know, Brian Kelly understands, I think, his potential, and he certainly doesn't want to give up on the young man. And I think that's admirable. I agree with you. And I think it's, it's a top time for him, frankly. I just think it's this is it. I mean, he's... He's got the opportunity to, A, show that he has that vast ability that people have said he's had for four years, 
but can put it on the field consistently and in the process maybe have the opportunity to continue his playing career beyond LSU. I agree, and I do think he has that ability. So I'm very interested to see where this takes him. And as far as the SEC is concerned, it's still Georgia. Yes, they lost that quarterback. They reload. It's still Georgia and Alabama. I mean, nothing's changed. I guess the biggest question is, you know, is Tennessee a program that can sustain what we've seen most recently? Because I think we know what the other programs are. I think we know what Ole Miss is, good program, not great. I think we know what Texas A&M is, an underachieving program that gets talent but doesn't put it on the field consistently. I think we know what... You know, the Kentuckys are the world. Middle of the pack, lose their quarterback now. We know what Vanderbilt is. South Carolina, an improved program. Uh, so pretty good, but nothing special. I think we know what, I mean, I can name them all if you'd like. The point in Mississippi State, you know, lose their coach. Uh, you know, a great coach. And, and obviously the quarterback and so forth and so on. So where LSU is concerned, I think LSU is in a pretty good position. If you ask me right now about the SEC and where LSU is positioned, I think LSU is top four. I think you got Georgia, Alabama, possibly Tennessee, and you can add any other if you want. Florida's not there yet, okay? And Richardson's going to the NFL. So that's where I, I have LSU right now. Your thoughts? Yeah, I, I mean, look, I think I think all of that makes sense. You know, the one the one thing that that I would say about the whole LSU Alabama dynamic is that uh, LSU is returning its quarterback and Alabama isn't. So, um, and uh, and it's it's such a critical position, Kenny, and you can't understate it. I mean, I I go back to that uh, that overtime game against Alabama, and and that's the reason why LSU was the is, were the SEC West champions and played in the championship game. Two plays. They, Alabama scores in overtime. First snap from the 25-yard line. Jaden mm -hmm. Daniels gets a block from Josh Williams and scores. Right? That's, yeah. that's an elite legs play. Would you agree? Yes, absolutely. Okay. So the next play is the two-point pass. On the button to Mason Taylor, who wasn't poorly covered. On the button. Right on the button to Mason Taylor. Two-point conversion. Victory. You're going to be SEC champs. Yeah. Is SEC West champs. So to me, you know, look, I understand Alabama's Alabama, but I looking at their team last year, Kenny, I did yeah. not think they were nearly as good on defense up front as they've been in the past. And I'll give you an example, and I know we talked about this before. Third and seven at the, like the 22-yard line, mm -hmm. Josh Williams ran nine yards for a first down. Against a stout Alabama defense in that situation, that right. would have never happened. I and agree. Look, th three of their three of their best players are not going to be there next year, and I watched them all. Okay, and that's mm -hmm. of course Bryce Young, who I think is terrific, and is going to be a great pro. Bryce Young, Will Anderson, who's awesome, and Jamal Branch, who's a very good player. All those guys, they're gone, and and I I wasn't super impressed with Alabama up front last year. And, and I thought LSU was able to move them. And, and the one thing I think LSU will be able to do this year, if their offensive line, which has a chance to be elite, can do is they can run the football and keep their defense off the field. They can. Now, the last time LSU has beaten Alabama in consecutive games, 
was, of course, in 2010 when they beat him in Baton Rouge, 24-21, and then beat him in Tuscaloosa, 9-6 prior to the BCS championship game. And then prior to that, LSU, of course, was in control of the series from 03 to 07 when they won five straight games under Nick Saban and Les Miles. So until LSU beats Alabama back-to-back, uh, Alabama's still the superior program. So that's right. why I think right. this is a big year for LSU to go to Tuscaloosa. And I think LSU, knock on wood, it's early right now, talking about it in March. But with the personnel on hand, I think LSU has a legitimate chance to do that this year. Right. And you know, the one thing, too, that I think a lot of people aren't, aren't paying attention to. Trust me, uh, uh, tell me if I'm wrong. I think the transfer portal opens again in May, right? Yes. Okay, so why can't LSU get better in the transfer portal in May? I, of course. I think, that, I think that is certainly a possibility. And yes. What, I, I know, are we up against a break, Kenny? Uh, we are. Okay, well, one, go of ahead. Things I wanted to, one of the things I wanted to say is, for, for all the emails and everything and, and text messages that I get from Tulane people telling me I hate Tulane, okay, yeah. there's two reporters in the press box here right now. Gary Smith from The Advocate and me. So yeah. that's my reply. <laughs> yeah, you know, let, let, let people be people. Uh, the record speaks for itself, and, of course, the coverage speaks for itself on a continuous basis. And you might want to ask the coaches what they think. That's what I would say to that answer. Uh, yeah, that, you know, to that exactly. Question. Just, you know, just a thought, just a thought to yeah. ask Jay Ullman or ask Ron Hunter or ask Lisa Stockton yeah. or ask Willie Fritz. And ask them what they think right. about about you right. uh, in coverage or well, even me to look, a degree. I'm, I'm, not here, I'm, not here, I'm not here to blow myself up, but, but here's, yeah. here's the bottom line. After the Cotton yeah. Bowl, we were on for an hour and 20 minutes mm-hmm. with the post-game special. And Willie Fritz uh, came out on the field to do a post-game live interview with us. Mm-hmm. All right? I don't think he'd do that if he didn't know who we were. 504-260-1061. If you'd like to join in the conversation, we'll take a time out here. When we return, NCAA basketball. We'll talk about the LSU Tiger women and a big win in the men's tournament. Brackets have been completely destroyed. We'll get into that, too. Still to come, Saints, Pelicans, and much more. Ken and Ed, Three Tailgaters Show, back in a moment here on Nash Icon, 106.1 FM, and at NashFM1061.com. If you want to be treated right, you go to Bergeron. Bergeron will give you the best deal. You just know you can trust these people. They're from here. They get me. You know, buying a car doesn't have to be a scary experience. It's anything but a Bergeron. Everybody knows that. Everybody. I grew up with a Bergeron. I went to school with a Bergeron. This is the fourth car I've bought from here. That makes me a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a Bergeron. I'm a bourgeois. Get out of here. I'm a Bergeron. Everybody knows a Bergeron. Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. Are you working way too hard for way too little? There's never been a better time to consider a career in IT. You could enjoy a recession-resistant career in a rewarding field with plenty of growth opportunities and often flexible work environments. Go to My Computer Career and take the free career evaluation. You could start your new career in months, not years. Take classes online or on campus. And financial aid is available to qualified students, including the GI Bill. Now is the time. MyComputerCareer.edu. I studied Spanish in college and never got fluent. But then I tried Babbel. Want the most effective way to learn another language? In just 15 minutes a day, Babbel's bite-sized lessons will have you learning another language in as little as three weeks. Babbel gets you speaking quickly about things you actually talk about in the real world. 
University studies have shown that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a semester of college Spanish. If you want to learn a new language, there's no better way than Babbel. Go to Babbel.com to try Babbel for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Billy, your gas light's on. We need to stop and fill up. No way, Jen. Gas around here is too expensive. We can make it a little further. Billy, listen to your big sister. You don't need to drive all over searching for the lowest gas prices. Do what I do and use Upside. Upside? Do you live under a rock, Billy? Upside is the hottest cashback app out there. It's free to download, and you get real cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. I use it all the time, and I've already made around 200 bucks. You can make that kind of cash back just for buying the gas you have to buy anyway. Yes, I'm looking at the Upside app now, and there's a gas station at the next exit offering 25 cents per gallon cash back. Okay, I'm stopping to download Upside and fill up my tank. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code MOST to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, to PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code MOST for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code MOST for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Cumulus New Orleans has an immediate open for a radio and digital account executive. Excellent earning potential, incredible benefits, and wonderful working conditions. Outside sales experience preferred. To apply, go to Cumulus.com and click on Work Here. That's Cumulus.com. Join the winning team today at Cumulus Media New Orleans and change your life for the better. Radio and digital marketing is a high energy, fun, and exciting career. Apply at Cumulus.com, an equal opportunity employer. Terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for recurring automated marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop to opt out. Terms and conditions apply. Visit ISSA online for details. Rachel, you look amazing. What have you been up to? Thanks, Megan. I finally left the 9 to 5 grind and got certified as a yoga instructor by ISSA. Wait, you're a yoga instructor now? Yes, and I love it. I've been able to turn my passion for health and wellness into a business. It feels so good to be helping people improve their lives, and I basically get paid to look and feel great. That's amazing. Was it hard to get certified? No, ISSA makes it super easy. You can get certified in as little as five weeks and you do everything at your own pace and 100% online and once you're certified you do what you want with it start your own business work at a studio or just do it as a side hustle yoga instructors can make over $72,000 a year I need to check this out how do I get started just send them a text it's free to get started text start to 200-300 to get started today and be certified with the ISSA Yoga Alliance in as little as five weeks just text start to 200-300 right now to get started for free text the word start to 200-300 text start to 200-300 you want the total sports package let's talk prep college pro all sports all the time you get it all from the three tailgaters on 1061 nash icon nash fm 1061.com and through crescentcitysports.com with ken and ed give us a call 504-260-1061 Glad you're with us on this Saturday morning. Ken and Ed continuing Ed at Yeoman Stadium for Tulane Scrimmage. Ken at Kershaw Stadium for Delgado and Nunez. One o'clock is game one of the doubleheader. Broadcast time about 1250 on DelgadoAthletics.com. LSU women's basketball team. Big win over Utah last night. Figured to be an even type of game. Boy, did it turn out to be that way. And LSU emerges in an absolute thriller in the Sweet 16 in the Greenville Regional to advance to get to the Elite Eight where they will play a number nine seed in Miami. 66-63 was the final. 
and, and they just gutted this one out and watching mm -hmm. the game. Utah played zone. They did what Tennessee did and took Angel Reese out of the game much of the way. That, that was their strategy. Uh, it certainly worked uh, for much of the game for Utah. But in the final an analysis, you know, Williams you know, stepped up in a big way with 24 points and six rebounds in the game. Reese still managed to have a double-double with 17 and 12 in the game for LSU. You know, the Tigers won, you know, I think if you want to find weaknesses, of course, their perimeter shooting. That's been the case all year. They were 3 for 13 from 3 in this game. Utah made eight three-pointers, and they're a good three-point shooting team. But LSU got a big basket or two. They made free throws when it mattered, Morris in particular. And they got a stop. And, you know, you, you had to feel bad for the young lady from Utah, who's a pretty good free-throw shooter, had stepped to the line. Yeah. And airballed the first one with the game on the line and then missed the second one. I mean, that's that's just pressure. And obviously it, it happened. But uh, this is a great accomplishment for Kim Mulkey's program. Uh, look, beat a, beat a higher seed to get to the Elite Eight the second year of her program. Just a terrific accomplishment. Mm -hmm. Well, I you know, Kenny, looking at the games, I thought Utah was better than Indiana, all right, even though Indiana was the number one seed. Watching Indiana play last week, I didn't think they were that good. So, um, I, you know, everyone says, well, they're not – LSU didn't have to play the number one seed. I think Utah was better than Indiana. And, um, you know, one thing that's kind of interesting about tomorrow's game is, is that former Tulane assistant Katie Meyer is the head coach at Miami. Mm -hmm. she, she worked for Lisa here at Tulane. She did. And, um, you know, and I, I, I was been watching her through the tournament – and uh, and uh, she worked for Coach Stockton during the um, during our time here at Tulane, and she's an excellent coach. I just don't know if Miami is good enough to beat LSU. Now they did they did beat Indiana on their home floor, and you got to give Miami a lot of credit for that. And they have good guards, which is incredibly important, and they can shoot threes. So, but I, I think they're going to have some issues on the backboard. They're going to have to play very well, and they're going to have to be able to – they got to avoid those, you know, those droughts of five minutes or so without scoring a basket. I mean, that at this level and this time of the season, that just can't happen if they want to have a chance to win. But I just think this is a tremendous job by Coach Mulkey and her staff, and they have the number one recruiting class coming in next season, but they're ahead of schedule no matter what happens from here on out. But – they, they will likely be favored in this game against Miami to get to the and Final Four. Be. And Miami's yeah, been really they, good now, but LSU's a higher seed with a better record. Yeah, I mean, look, they, they should be favored. Uh, one, one thing I wanted to mention here, Kenny, from watching the, uh, the two-lane spring scrimmage here going uh -huh. on right now, Yes. Uh, Michael Pratt took snaps with the first unit, but so did Booker T. Washington, true freshman running back Arnold Barnes. He was on the it, field with the first unit here to uh to uh start start the scrimmage and now the uh the, the second offense is on the field and kai horton is that quarterback yeah well i mean they've got three quarterbacks and they're all good so yes uh, in my mind they got as good a quarterback room as anybody so and they all stayed which makes it even more interesting so yeah. considering you know no no doubt and look um you know horton is a guy who i just watching watching in the warm-ups okay and and watching, uh, just watching when they huddled, he stood above everybody. He is a he is a very, 
very tall young man. And I think that without a doubt, um, you know, Pratt has an NFL future. And I think this young man has an NFL future too. And, I, and it, we all know, you and I, how we feel about Justin Ibietta, uh, who is a uh, tremendous player as well. So uh, they have a crowded quarterback room. And believe me, if something happened, and you hope it doesn't, but if Pratt had to miss a game or two, or a series or two, or a half or two during this season, there's no doubt in my mind that Horton could step in and do a great job. Agreed. Men's NCAA basketball tournament. I mean, this is, I think this has been the, the, most, uh, the most interesting, if not the most confounding tournament I've, I've seen in my adult life. All number one seeds are gone, Ed. That has not happened since the seeding process began in the late 1970s. But I think it's a reflection of the fact that there was no great team in college basketball this year, number one. And I think there's, it's also an indication about some degree of parity that exists in the game. You've got Cinderella stories left and right. But I will say this. Before the tournament started, I picked UConn to win the national championship. And based on what I've seen, so far in this tournament, UConn looks like the best team to me. They have been absolutely dominant. And they've got yeah. everything. They bring a 7-2 guy off the bench. They defend like crazy. Uh, they can score the basketball. They destroyed Arkansas, by the way. And I, I, my pick's looking pretty good right now. Of course, now that I've said that, they'll probably go out and get beat, right? Yeah. Well, look, they look really good. I think the one thing that maybe uh, people – underestimate every year when it comes to this tournament is teams with seniors and experience and I think that's a critical part of it and look Miami was an elite eight team last year so I don't think anybody has to be super shocked by what they've done are you no not at all and look Gonzaga I know they were the three seed in their region I know they were the three seed in their region Kenny but I mean, when you bring Drew Timmy back, you always have a chance. He had a monster game against UCLA with 36, of course, in that right. one. Creighton, uh, Creighton's another good story. 24-12, and 12, and they've played really well. Good big man, can shoot it. Coach McDermott's done a really good job for a long time now, and this is the furthest he's gotten. Everybody remembers his son when he had him, but look, that, that's a consistently good program, and that's, that's been a good team to watch as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I, had, um, I had Alabama and Houston, and I had Tennessee, and I had UCLA. So I was, I was looking pretty smart about three days ago. Now I'm looking pretty dumb. Well, I did have Houston, okay? Uh, I did have Houston. But as I mentioned, I picked UConn. I, liked, I had Gonzaga. So, I mean, I'm not totally destroyed, but I was, my bracket was ruined very early, like pretty much – Everybody else, but I think it's good for the game, Ed, because you know you don't have all the blue blood programs. North Carolina didn't even make the tournament. You know, Duke got knocked out early. Kansas got beat by Arkansas. You know, all these blue blood programs that you're accustomed to seeing at that level, it's not really like that. I think it's good for the game. It just creates more interest. I will say this: a very, a very disappointing tournament for SEC teams. They just didn't play up to snuff. Uh, I mean, Alabama got beat last night by a team they should have been able to beat. Didn't do it. Tennessee got beat, obviously, and they were good. 
And I could go down the, the line here. Arkansas, I just mentioned, had a good tournament, but got dismantled by UConn. I thought the SEC was good, but it wasn't great. Yeah, I, I think that I think that's accurate. Um, you know, I, I I think that Alabama went unbeaten in the league. Is that right? Yeah, Alabama. You know, the thing that really got my attention about Alabama was that lost Oklahoma. Uh, you know, when when they got destroyed in the SEC, uh, you know, Big Twelve matchup, which really uh, was. You know, an eye-opener. I know it was a one-off, but still, that sent the signal. I watched Alabama, and what I saw was a team that, you know, was quick, could run, but a team that, you know, they didn't really have an inside game, uh, mm-hmm. by and large, with any degree of consistency. And I thought that put them in a very precarious position in terms of being able to win a national championship, and it proved to be true. Yep. Well, that's the way it is. I mean, hey. You know, um, and now Alabama was, you know, I mean they were 16 and two in the league. So in the SEC, they were undefeated at home, 16 and two in the league. A&M was second in the league at 15 and three, and A&M got knocked out pretty early too. So Missouri got knocked out. Kentucky won a game, got knocked out. So SEC had nice teams, but nothing special. And I think the tournament has reflected that by and large. So. That's our take on the basketball. Of course, it continues with Elite Eight Final Fours coming up in just a bit. Again, Ed is at Yeoman Stadium for Tulane Scrimmage. We'll keep you updated on that. I'm at Kirsch Rooney Stadium where the sun's broken out again. And we have Delgado and Nunez coming up at 1 o'clock, 12.50 pregame. You can watch it live at DelgadoAthletics.com with this Region 23 matchup doubleheader starting at 1 p.m. All right, it's 504-260-1061. We'll take a time out here. Still to come the second hour, we'll get into the Saints, we'll get into the Pelicans, we'll get into everything you'd like to discuss with your calls as we continue with more of the Three Tailgaters Show. Ken and Ed here on 106.1 FM Nash Icon and on the web, rednashfm1061.com. For 17 years, the RNO Carriers New Orleans Bowl has been proud to support one of the area's great traditions, high school football and the Prep Football Player of the Week Award. The RNO Carriers New Orleans Bowl's weekly recognition of excellence on the field by high school student athletes reflects our understanding of the importance of athletics in the development of our youth. The Prep Player of the Year is annually presented with the Ronald D. Gardner Award on the field of the Caesar Superdome during the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. The RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, a New Orleans institution. Visit us at NewOrleansBowl.com. Progressive presents Adjusting to the Suburbs. I never thought about space in my cramped apartment, but in this house, all I see is empty space. The sofa and ottoman look like tiny islands in a sea of hardwood floors. I could get two ottomans in the living room, but then I'd need another sofa. I could tell people I'm into minimalism. Anyway, when you save with Progressive by bundling your home and auto, that's the easy part of adjusting to the suburbs. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. Top service. Locally owned. Outstanding deals. Conveniently located. Professionals motivated to sell where the customer comes first. That describes the experience at Premier Automotive Group, where you'll find the best prices anywhere on Toyota, Honda, Nissan, and Kia. Premier Automotive offers a warranty for life on its vehicles and a money-back guarantee. Visit my friend Troy Duhon in one of his outstanding dealerships. Toyota of New Orleans I-10 Service Road near Bullard in New Orleans East. Premier Honda at the I-10 Service Road at Bullard. Premier Nissan at Veterans in Metairie and Premier Kia at Veterans in Kenner. 
Billy, your gas light's on. We need to stop and fill up. No way, Jen. Gas around here is too expensive. We can make it a little further. Billy, listen to your big sister. You don't need to drive all over searching for the lowest gas prices. Do what I do and use Upside. Upside? Do you live under a rock, Billy? Upside is the hottest cash back app out there. It's free to download and you get real cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. I use it all the time and I've already made around 200 bucks. You can make that kind of cash back just for buying the gas you have to buy anyway? Yes, I'm looking at the Upside app now and there's a gas station at the next exit offering 25 cents per gallon cash back. Okay, I'm stopping to download Upside and fill up my tank. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code MOST to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, to PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code MOST for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code MOST for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. This is Kevin Mamahat. For most of us, the largest single purchase we'll ever make is when buying a home. That's why thousands of homeowners each year choose to protect their largest investment with Rhino.